podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. Peace. I'm Majestic. My brother, Justice Raji. Hey, so... um been a couple weeks and a lot has happened um i wanted to start out touching in on um the i mean it's been predicted it's been called folks have been saying it the the fall of roe v wade um in terms of precedent um and these cases that have been um you know strategically you know which is a that's that's interesting within our political uh lex conversation that you know you have a a you know, the, the conservative uh, uh, phalanx <laughs> has years asserts the idea of like uh, judicial activism and all these like concepts to like frame. Again, they're like the bastards are making us argue about some shit that we shouldn't be arguing about. Um, but the while intentionally trying to place, we've talked about it at length, you know, placing judges, having sort of a litmus test for who they want to move to the higher levels of appointments. Um, and these structures to get folks in place that when they file these lawsuits to eventually chip away and um, see if they can get something to overturn Roe v. Wade, um, which I should add at this point, also folks should know a lot of these, you know, and, and if there's someone who listens to this and says I'm, I'm wrong on this point, that that drive is primarily about motivating and energizing a particular political base not necessarily probably a staunch in any way. I think one could quantify a staunch actual belief in um, uh, not getting abortions or what have you. It's actually about political motivation and political activation. Um, I'm sure some folks have a strong, you know, either for whatever reasons, whether they be religious based and, and a large part of even the conversation we have about the the, the point and facts within Roe v. Wade are, are, are grounded in folks sort of, religious, spiritual, philosophical beliefs around when life starts, when life doesn't start and all these things. And I don't, you know, that's not the piece that I, I'm not here to debate or discuss that necessarily, but I'm just trying to frame that. Um, so there was a leak from the Supreme Court of a draft copy, draft version of the um, the ruling, um, which, you know, there's discussion about who leaked it and all that. Um, and, you know, I've read two different things that say it was leaked by someone probably more conservative with the intent of making it hard for the justices to back away if in subsequent deliberations it was, you know, they got somewhere else where it was like, nah, this is this is not, I'm not I can't back this. Um, but, you know, maybe some of the, the conservative justices that are expected, you know, that everyone, everyone who has eyes, ears you know, feelings in any way to, to in tune with the information that's been going on with the Supreme Court, Supreme Court appointments for the last 10 years knows this was the thing. This was the, the prize that was at stake, so to speak, was the capacity to overturn, uh, you know, this 
this this piece of um this this precedent that has been in place for um, almost 50 years if not 50 years i think we're, are we have 50 years right we're close to 50 years 72 73 yeah 50 um, years. Yep. 50 years. um and yeah so uh and and i thought it's important that we touch base on this because I, I think there's a a sentiment uh with this conversation that that men don't play a role in this conversation <laughs> roe v wade um also I think it's important from a, a strategy and kind of like what's at stake in the in the way folks organize, advocate, and in the places where folks organize, advocate, and show up. The ramifications of our you know electoral choices, uh, the ramifications of you know what stuff folks decide to fight for and not fight for at different terms. I mean, you know, we we you know you can look. So I'm not going to spill beans on every one of those touch points, but so that's kind of where I wanted to come in, um, just to, to to have some conversation about it because it's a, um, within it there is the idea that, um, especially due to sort of how ineffectual at just really governing a lot of other you know basically making so many things almost too controversial to talk about or plan about or make or, or pass laws in our Congress, which should be the most powerful part of our, you know, government, right? Not not the executive branch or the, you know, every everything that we debate about, Congress could draft good bills and say, here, yeah, this is the rule we want. All right, here we go. There's the rule. And and all this like, well, how would a Supreme Court rule on it stuff would would be moot. But because we don't, or we haven't, and even for most of the last 50 years, and definitely since I've become, I think both of us have been in voting age, because I, I do recall in the 90s, like some discussion about Congress, you know, taking the next step with Roe v. Wade and actually passing a bill that, you know, sets abortion rights, right? Not not depending on the Supreme Court ruling to overrule, you know, state level law. Okay, so I've said a lot of stuff. Um, so that, that was okay. a hell of a level set, Justin. Yeah, I, you know, I was out here trying, you know, I was trying to think of all the different little touch points that from a process perspective. Um, so said that to say, uh, yeah, what were what were some of your thoughts and reflections around, you know, the, the this this moment, you know, happening in our country, right? Yeah. Now? I mean, I think one of the a, a couple of things. Um, again, we've talked about it before. Whatever your political persuasion, um, it is clear that a certain group of voters and people waited 40 years to get one thing to happen. And you have to think about what that means as far as American society. 40 years, multiple judges, I, what has to be hundreds of millions of dollars spent for one vote to be overturned as part of a broader strategy. I bring that up because for people who fashion themselves progressives and fashion themselves to be, you know, fighting, fighting for things that are important to, you know, humanity, it, it kind of brings up how much time, effort, energy and money have you spent to get a thing done? Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just saying, what is the thing you think is important? As this, I'm, this is not a touchstone on reproductive rights like i'm not making that judgment I'm, I'm, I'm talking more about the fact of like for those who would like to use the like political and judicial and legislative landscape to do things 
all, all of those things, the question is what's important to you? And then what kind of effort do you put towards it to accomplish it? And, and how comprehensive is that strategy? Um, to your point, I definitely think that the, the, the memo was leaked by Alito or somebody of his, uh, of his kin um, in order to force Roberts not to equivocate as he has been on other things that are important to conservatives, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because yet they have a six-three, but like Rod, you know, Roberts, Judge Chief Justice Roberts, also often kind of bewitches them a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, actually, kind of goes like my 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 assessment as supposed to be an impartial arbiter of these things. A judge like goes like, eh, I don't know, guys, we're kind of tripping on that one. Maybe not so strong. You know what I mean? Like he kind of pulls he back. Agree. He might even agree <laughs> with them. Right. But maybe it's the legal argument, right? right. Like clearly he's a conservative chief justice, but like absolutely. Maybe the way you went about it, it shouldn't be seen like that, right? And again, for, for you know, you take on judges, you would want someone to weigh their vantage point, non, you know, to the side, like what's the precedent here or precedent being set, right? And um, you know. So that's that's my point. And then the, the resulting kind of political way that it, it can possibly shape the midterms, um, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think people have short memories. Um, so I, I don't know if it'll shape it in the way that maybe I would have said it, thought it would last week, frankly. Um, but, but, you know, the, the, the role of, again, like what's important, how and what is the role of the judicial and, to your point, the, the legislative systems? in our country, in our, in our states, in our cities as well. And, and like, what does it mean? How do you use it? Because you just think about how many, dis, you know, again, thinking about folks who consider themselves progressives or, you know, uh, black and brown folks, you hear so much about disenchanted voters, right? Disen- so there's disenchanted and disenfranchised, right? We have numerous examples of people being disenfranchised, but I think at some point, there's parties that figured out it was more powerful to just have folks be disenchanted than disenfranchised <laughs> mm-hmm. because a disen- a disenfranchised voter can get tr- can get you know fired up but if you're disenfranchised and disenchanted you don't even care that you've been disenfranchised right you don't even care that somebody got you out the game and again some of these things that have happened recently and some of the 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 interest in having a four decade struggle over essentially one idea. And, and maybe you can expand it because you can argue for like lower taxes. There's like a set of things, states' rights, right? Mm-hmm. But, but they're very discreet, right? They're very discreet ideas. They're not complex ideas. Yeah. And I think sometimes that complicates those who would, again, consider themselves progressives or, you know, whatever term they would use to say, hey, like you want like this complicated idea and be able to do more where people are like states rights, Roe v. Wade, low taxes. Right. And it's kind of like you forward or against it. Right. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, theoretically, it might be for low taxes in case you tell unless you're telling me you're going to disenfranchise the government's ability to take care of people. Right. Like, you know, so. And, you know, like we've also talked about just the role of conservatives in any group of people. Right. And, you know, you may you may say something that cuts across their vantage points. Right. Because because they're, again, very discreet points. So, I, you know, it's been the thing for me been thinking for the last 10 to 15 years, frankly, just understanding that I'm going to say. Um, and again, this is not 
you know, nothing to do with justice, <laughs> justice perspective. But, you know, conservatives and Republicans have better thinkers and strategists around things. Like, they are more strategically effective in being able to make a thing a thing. Even if it took them 40 years to make a thing a thing, they did it, right? Um, and sometimes, you know, I would say that Democrats and some progressives are interested in winning winning the moment versus winning the game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that too becomes like, you know, and, and and this is all just just for those that might be cribbing notes on the side, taking notes. Like I understand that part of this is that within the structure of our society, America, the United States is a, is fundamentally more a more conservative country. <laughs> it has been in terms of, and and I say that in in the kinds, not so much in the like in total embrace of so called conservative politics, but the idea that it doesn't really want things to change much from any moment to moment within our, our society's history when you like assess things um and so there's always a um and and especially the dependency you know especially at a national level on you know you know i guess we you know i, I struggle sometimes with, 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 our, with our categories in terms of like because I, I know i'm not like down with the conservatives necessarily like that's not really my bag like i gotta be with the liberals but i don't totally feel like liberal was the name i, I got to pick but anyway, <laughs> um, and then it's like progressives, and then it's like sometimes progressives be like, I'd be like, man, y'all, y'all jump in some spaces. I mean, I think I'm progressive, but maybe I can we talk about it some more? Can we have a meeting? Like, I feel like I ain't been to a meeting. But anyway, the the point being that you have a, a political coalition that's often a hodgepodge in some ways and, and different pieces of you have our community, which is, is definitely like, you know, in a, an oppressed, you know, sometimes disenfranchised or definitely disenfranchised, often disenchanted. Um, definitely, you know, scratching and surviving, you know, on, on, on a broad level, a group that is always, you know, our, our history over the, the political history over the, the length of the United States time is which area team are we voting for that helps us get ourselves in a better position and, and that we've shifted, you know what I mean? So, you know, before the 60s, most Black folks voted the Republican Party, you know what I'm saying? And um, that changed. <laughs> and, uh you know, and even in even in this the last, you know, 30 years or whatever, even if there's some derivation, and we've talked about the the shaving off a few percentage points here and there, we still largely vote basically with the party that, you know, quite frankly brings us to takes us, takes our position seriously and takes our needs seriously on a much broader level, even if there may be some things over there in that other party that are, there might be, you know, good concepts for our, our community broadly. Mostly we kind of look at them like, yeah, but y'all ain't really trying to help us. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not gonna vote for y'all. Yeah, you know I mean, um, but you have this coalition kind of that is always sort of fighting about what where it's at. And then I, I think sometimes with certain there's like there's a core of folks that are like, yeah, we you know, we want this. Now they've also and, and I saw a quote, I think it was from all people, Barry Goldwater, so I'm not gonna repeat the quote because I need to go research it to make sure it wasn't, you know, some amalgamation of the modern internet where somebody put, put a picture and put some words right. next to a person. Right. And, and right, you just right. go, oh yeah, that's the truth. They did say that. Right. But the essential idea, which is I think is the real one, is that you know, in the late 60s and 70s, you know, the the um the the effort to court to to court evangelical um Christians and and their political desires, you know, into in, in into the mainstream, the use of broadly, you know, which is even now as we we still are in 
for most people, you know, and I know the, the events that happened in Buffalo yesterday, the shooting in Milwaukee after the game, like I know there's been violence, but the, the vast majority of us live in circumstances that we're pretty safe from most crime. Um, like just, just, you know, brass, you know, check the numbers and, and then also, right, right. No, also assess point. the last time you had to engage with the police around your safety. Because that's, you know, that's the thing I always go like, when's the last time that you, you had to have cops come to your house? You know, I just had somebody stole my catalytic converter from in front of the house in a cul-de-sac <laughs> in March. But that was the first time, that's the first time in three, a long time. Like, and if they came all the way up there to a catalytic converter, Jack, they right. were serious. Because hey, you, you, your house ain't no stones throw from downtown <laughs> Portland, Jack. So a lot of they must they must have followed you home. They knew you had a Catholic converter they wanted. Yeah, the the, the sheriff when he came, sheriff because I, where I live, like my my local police are the county sheriff, and uh, he was like basically like he's like yeah, it ain't lie, we can we'll file a report for you if you need it for sure. They really lie, we can do like if they got in here and got it, you know they you know. If, even if you even if you knew exactly when like maybe somebody's ring camera or something might have picked it up but yeah it was kind of like yeah ain't much you could do dog like you know get it fixed or, you know file insurance claim and you know keep it pushing my thing is for folks to understand that the, the the way we we are reported on with these different issues triggers um and challenges people like a certain base so this conversation even about roe v way unfortunately and sadly Sometimes we find people in a face of like arguing about the concept and the, the and 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 not even the concept, but the reality of what 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 abortion is and in the medical context. And 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 I, and I think and I want to center and I want to say to make sure, like you know, just in case anybody's you know curious or just concerned, you know, I support women's right to make decisions about themselves. Like it ain't and and then I got I have I have much more profound things to say about you know just the whole reality that this, this is the appropriate time <laughs> to talk about them um but to say like you know for the even if if you know depending on how le- legitimate you feel it, it one may feel it is the majority actually i think the first 80 90 years almost 100 years of the united states it wasn't even a, a it wasn't a legal issue it was it was over their business right and folks intentionally changed that um, so sad to say it's a, it's a sad and disappointing situation overall. Um, but where I was going was the, the use of how we look at these, uh, situations, like it, it, it's motivated again to, to, for a political end and, um, and it, and this, the, the, the simplicity of the, of the ask, so to speak to those who wanted, they're trying to motivate it makes it like it makes it very off on like did they do it or they didn't do it right if you're not going to be and i think we in the, over here in the you know progressive wing of organizing um sometimes find ourselves in this like discussion of like the merits of a policy and, and almost are discussing merits with the people who are trying to move to understand why they need to do it um, but it'd be something that I, I don't know if it's like, I don't know, it, it's distressing in a sense, because it looks like every, it's like, it was like a train it was coming down the track and everybody saw the train, and, you know, it's a big train, you can't miss it, it's coming down the track, it's on a track, so if you're near the track, you can see the train, it's coming right at you, 
you know what I'm saying? And even if it's far, and even if it's slowing down, it's still a train. And you see the train, and everybody's like, there go the train, train coming. Train gonna be here in about 15 minutes. And everybody's like, yeah, we gotta do something. I, what we gonna do? I don't know what we're gonna do. Or, or we know what we're gonna do, but it's all stuff that's not gonna stop the train. And so for this to be, you know, if you go on the, 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 the various social medias and people like, people told y'all, and then we warned this was coming. And, and still, you know, you had Senate, the Senate trying to, you know, or the, the House pass a bill and the Senate had this other bill this week that had no chance of actually passing. Um, right. But the, why wasn't that just on the agenda 15 years ago? Right. Like there was no need. Like this could have been done, you know, a long time ago. And folks well, chose not to. I think it's, to, to I think it's, it a, it's to your point. It's like the it, it is the political structure of our time. And I think you can see it going on across the world. Right. I mean, France just had their election where there was a debate of was Le Pen going to beat Macron, right? Like Macron, mm-hmm. like what we see in America, and I think it's important for global sense of this, like the same things are happening everywhere in the world where like autocratic, really extreme um, movements are gaining more of an influence due to globalization as well as local economic conditions. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying that broadly, but that's the reason, right? Whether you're talking about Trump saying America, make America great again, whether you're talking about the heinous murder of them folks in that supermarket yesterday mm-hmm. based on someone that believes in this great recap, this great theory of, you know, uh, white people being get, being taken out of America, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these are the same things that are happening in other countries across the world. And I think... One of our challenges is we think what's happening to us is unique, right? It's, yeah. the, it's the other side of the American exceptionalism, right. right? And so when you think it's unique, you think that what's happening is different and that it'll eventually change versus, no, this is a global shift. Mm-hmm. And it's producing a global reality, mm-hmm. right? And so in that sense, people who have figured out ask for and talk about discrete stuff versus complicated stuff that sometimes could be right, sometimes could be wrong, this in case of this, in case of this. And the human mind doesn't function like that, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, uh, Frank Lutz, the um, the the, the uh, political scientist, really talked about like the human brain, people vote for very specific things. And what they're driven by it's only a small group of people who are driven by the logic that you, that a lot of quote unquote progressives or liberals would think people go to the ballot box and think and make decisions, Mm -hmm. right? The vast majority of people vote way differently. I mean, everyone always is like this weird, well, how did, how did Obama win, you know, these white States because they saw Barack Obama and his wife and it looked like them. Mm -hmm. It's actually not that complicated. Yeah. Yep. They had a family with two kids and he had his shirt rolled up and it looked like them. In the cosmopolitan places all over the country where people would not normally vote Democrat, they looked and saw two Harvard educated and Princeton educated folks with two kids. Right, right. And he didn't have a sharp hairline. <laughs> so listen. <laughs> his face was so good. She looked good and he didn't. Now his hairline is much sharper. Right. right, his hairline wasn't uh, slightly sub, you know, subconscious. Uh, this dissuade if his line was too sharp, they'd be like, "Man, that wait, how's his line that sharp?" He looked. Yeah, well, they they, they, they knew he was too, too jazzy. They knew it was too much south side, right? Yeah. Like, 
he was smart enough to you know make sure that he didn't have that good. He, he had that '80s hairline, right? That right. that old school, that old school hairline, where you know what I mean. It, somebody didn't you know put paint around it, right? So right. anyway, indeed, indeed, so it's not it's 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 more it's simple, right? And and I think we make it complex. And then I always kind of want to return back to okay. Then we're going to say people are fired up, and then they're going to try to go find people who are not fired up and fire them up. This is always what I care about. They're going to go try to find people who are like, and to them, practically, it doesn't matter. I mean, this conversation about reproductive justice, frankly, doesn't matter to them until it does to the day they go somewhere and someone tells you you can't do something, right? Mm-hmm. But right now, their their number one struggle still might be either intercommunity violence or jobs or, you know, these kind of issues and try to get them fired up to support someone who they're still unsure of what they're going to do for them because it because they're giving them platitudes about what fighting for the people and got your back all of which people who are disenchanted know doesn't mean anything to them right. <laughs> like it doesn't like what does it mean when you're going to go and say you have my back as a congressman or a senator like are we talking about Harold Washington you know, who are we, what are we talking about? What does that look like when you say you have my back, especially if you go somewhere, but can't actually get the thing done that I need done. Right. Because you're not in power to actually get the thing done. I need. Right. If I've told you I need jobs and you go and do impassioned speeches on the Senate on the on the Capitol Hill and on the floor, to talk about what needs to happen and send it back and show it on MSNBC, but you didn't find the jobs. Right. Like, I still didn't get the job, though. Like, I, yeah, I can't, you I can't around with people. I can't. I, I need the things. I need, you know, I think there's, like I said, and I've said this on, the, I think, in our conversation in the past, and it's something even in years of, 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 you know, direct service work with people that, that needed support and needed help. There's a place where it's just like, can you do this thing for me or not? And, and people respect if you just tell them, here's what I can do, and I'm going to do that, <laughs> right? So, like, if they needed rent, and you're like, I can't do, and they needed 2500 and you're like, I could do 1000 All right, I got 1000 on it. Let's find the other 1500 They don't want to hear about, well, you know, man, I really care about you, and I want to make sure I'm there for you, and do 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 Like, they people appreciate that, but the, the other day, it's like, I need 2500 and, and they, you don't ain't got my about, <laughs> they, they don't care about who in insert state capital or insert somewhere is downtown downtown or the state capital or DC talking about what they want for you and you don't have it. Yeah. And that's where the trade-off of power, you know, I've often said that like one group traded being right for power and one group traded power for being with being right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I just I do. I fundamentally think that like this, the Republican Party traded often common damn sense and, you know, for power. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a certain group of people in the Democratic Party who traded the idea of being able to fulfill the needs of the common man who they tend to speak for in order to be right and nuanced and, and do these things. So I think Roe v. Wade is just another example. And again, people fall different places and everybody and every racial background, every cultural background doesn't fall the same place on reproductive justice. And I'm not trying to make a you know blanket yeah. statement about that right, right. because that's not it's not true. Right. 
Um, but more importantly to, you know, I think in our dialogues, it's all about like, what's your capacity and efficacy in order to like bring about the change that you speak of. Mm-hmm. And this is just another example. And I do want to say that I think it's going to be really okay. Some, some, a white, an 18 year old white kid went inside a space and killed 10, 11 black folks. Right mm-hmm. now that a white kid went inside a church. What was that? Seven, eight years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And killed what? 13 black folks. I think so. And generally speaking, nothing, nothing, you know, but there's no difference in policy or nothing has changed the, the capacity to, to deal with that, that issue. Right. What we just saw is what happened and everyone will give platitudes on how they never want to see this happen again. And, and this is a stain on our country. Right. But nothing's going to happen. Right. There's not going to be a thing that emerges that changes the condition of people feeling like they're safe going to a supermarket if someone wanted to come in and harm them. And I just think it, it is the, and this is from someone who, you know, has participated in government and politics for some time. I think it is the limitation of when you have a group of people who they just feel like, okay, you said that, but you, nothing's going to occur you know, unless you're going to put another security guard, but what are you going to put a security guard with AK-47 at a supermarket? Right. Well, yeah. And then, I mean, it, it, it gets, it's the even the conversation about what is what is how will we get into a discussion about intervening <laughs> like prevention right because I because that, that's a prevention conversation right like that's a we we have a we have a we have a we have a we have a, a pattern and a modality we have an aged population we have the implements that this population has used um it's a it's a it's a it's an outlier in terms of it's a it's an extreme individual right but it fits into an engagement archetype which we experience uh as being you know men young men of the age that you know when, when folks started saying people were super predators i quickly realized they talk about me they talk about people <laughs> our age like that was our age right, right? i try to remind right. people that like they was talking about all of us was potential super predators no matter what we were doing like if something happened and we got involved with law enforcement maybe we was a super predator like people was that's what they was kicking, right? And I've not seen um, a sense of national outrage or, or, or engagement, or even uh, even you know, and maybe someone is having it in the social service spaces about like, yeah, anybody ever go to their house on a, on a social service call? Like, like you know, I'm pretty sure that you know, you know, the the um, as framed by uh, uh, brother following that. You know, I listen to his podcast sometimes, Cuff the Legend. You know, the, the same behavior pattern that talks crazy to NBA players from the stands, uses all sorts of racial epithets and stuff on online gaming when they're playing with other people and can't nobody get next to them. Like there's a there's an arc here. And we 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 have not, and and I and I would wager for the most part, we will not have any broad political policy, public policy conversation about what to do. It'll just be this. Oh, it's so unsightly and it's ghastly and, and all these other things, but no one's ain't nobody gonna have we'll our say back it's on not it. us. Here's right. the thing, we'll say it's not us, but it is us. Like it's not not us, right? It is it is the collective us, right? Because it keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 this is the 
so and that's where it gets to like when we're what i would like to see um is folks you know what is the conversation that we need to have how are we engaged where are we meeting and and pushing on these things and and saying like because it's not just a you know like on the on the conversation of of of, of roe v wade it's not just a um oh we can't though it's just let's figure out how to you know hope the court doesn't overrule it but it's like what's the policy conversation what's the policy concept and then how do we get we generate the broad public conversation about making sure folks understand what the concept is and why it it needs to be passed <laughs> right when we did then we shift to this situation you know with um heavily armed armored you know because when the dude had armor on and one of the reports is that security guard had a weapon and tried to shoot him and he was ineffective because he had body armor Right. And then, you know, looking at people's comments, oh, we got banned this ban. I'm like, well, yeah, you can ban all that stuff. But what if he still had the body armor? Like, I think we're missing a bigger conversation about that. There's an active <laughs> there's an active concept that's been has had at least, you know, said you, you, you cited the, 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 the individual in South Carolina. Um, this one, is, there's been multiple people who look at Tree of Life. I mean, here in Pittsburgh, life. well, four years ago. Right. Like same archetype, older man, same archetype. Right, military walks into a place to harm and spe- places of religion and places of business. Right, there was a, a young a fellow that was killed in Louisville about four years ago in the same way. Older man who walks to the supermarket. Like the, these things are predictable, right? And then when they're predictable, you would assert, you would assume, okay, well, what do we do to move to us uh, to do this? And then one thing I also want to say about this is like, okay. Now, and it's not a one-to-one comparison, but I want to I want to bring it up. When the FBI went after the fellows that they said wanted to kidnap the, the governor of Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, that case fell apart. And the case fell apart because there were folks inside there who had tried to like entrap, entrap. You know the folks who did the stuff. It wasn't a debate of were they were they interested, but they were entrapped, right? Mm-hmm. So we know who the people are. <laughs> we know how to find them. We know the kind of stuff around them. The question will be, what do we do about it? And and, and are we moved to think about the fact that like people in a community went shopping and were literally terrorized? for nothing else but, but their race, right? Or will we treat that as very normal because it has become so normalized? Mm-hmm. It's become so normalized in America, whether it's race or, okay, all right, well, you know, there was the LA synagogue shooting that happened, then there was a tree of life shooting, it was, there was Charleston, and there's this. This is a normal part of what we have come to accept and expect. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and 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 with that then is the well i'll just say this the the one of the preeminent concepts that we even use in our um programmatic work coming out of working with dr joy grew was 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 articulating the folks that whatever they're experiencing especially if it's causing them harm and distress whether um that be physical emotional what have you it doesn't have to be this way right and, and establishing that it doesn't have to be this way begins the conversation of how are we going to change it and and I think we we really got to do a better job on a on a 
on the public level, um, on the broad level, say, yo, this doesn't, this ain't, we don't got to be like this. Like, you know, because because what happens is you get this layer again. Like I've seen you post already. Oh well, if this if there was more guns, if this person had that, if all the citizens, none of that would have deterred that man from going and take that action. He believed that shit. He thought that was what he had to do to be self actualized as who he was. I or well, if everyone you know, like we we have an engagement around ideas, we have a spreading and seeding of a thought that then goes to its logical end and, and, and has real ramifications for people. And it does, we do not have to have a society that just accepts <laughs> that that is this, just that, that that's a, a reasonable risk factor is that you go to go shopping one day or go to enjoy a movie or go to go to your place of uh, spiritual engagement or worship. And maybe someone comes in to harm you there. We shouldn't No, that, that ain't gotta be. And, and, we have to, you know, have the, you know, the intestinal fortitude, courage to press people on that as a real safety issue, right? As that as a platform for discussion around how we change society. And that ain't just about possession and control of weapons or materials. That's a, that's a bigger, deeper conversation. And, um, you know, I don't know if everybody has the, 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 the founding or the, the courage to, 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 to jump out on that, but, the, but, that's the type of outcomes that I think would really energize disenfranchised folks because they say you're actually responding to the stuff that upsets me and, and distresses me. You're not giving me, you know, a bunch of I'm totally going to help you and, and whatnot. And like, yo, we're so in it for you. you know what I mean, while there's other folks, you know, will quite frankly smile and, and grin and go, yeah, we really care about you. And ultimately they're like, yeah, you know, as long as I get the stuff I want, I'm happy. I'm not really that worried about you. You know, or hopefully you, you know, what, what you, what I want is stuff that you'll eventually think is good for you too. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, distressing, but you know, where we're yet, that's where you are. So, yeah, any other so, thoughts yeah. on that? <laughs> yeah, no, no, man, it's deep shit. Man. But um, no, no, I think we can we can go on to something else that's equally depressing but that, that's yeah. kind of where we are today. yeah we gotta, we gotta <laughs> talk about it so um in other things and, and so i guess it was last weekend um we've we've mentioned kevin samuel's name you know in some of our discussions of other topics and and it's just, and, and, and and apparently um of you know respects his, his his family and those who may love them and known him he passed away it sounds like due to a heart attack um you know which is particularly telling just you know, black man, fifties. So even you know, someone who may at least at some points his life had high stress jobs, but but like it's a predictable outcome of the way a lot you know a lot of black men die of heart disease. Still, I think one of our highest uh, incidents, you know, uh, cause of death. And um, but the thing that was, and and, and I am not as i've said before in here in this space i'm not like i'm not here to do like a, a, a big discussion of like his values and not values and this. but the phenomenon the way it happened right and i just want to run down that the night like i think i had been on the internet and i, I found myself on the, on the twitters a little bit more recently but i went on there and like people were talking about something it was like people were like, reading text like people were like were saying something but they weren't saying what they were saying and they were like oh and then it was like and that man i was like wait a minute what what occurred and then 
you know, it finally, I guess some mistakes made like, yeah, that the rumor was that his, that, the, that he had died, right? Um, and then it, like over the subsequent days, like the the thing that I thought was ill weird about it, and it's just something to touch on, was like, was first you had these like folks speculating. That's just a phenomenon of people that don't know you once you become some sort of public figure, or public entity, sort of discussing you <laughs> like in a way like that they that they're highly invested in discussing you. Um, you know, and, and it was revealed, I guess, later that like his peoples didn't even know that, like the like the authorities or what have you, those that you know, the coroner had somebody was not had not been able to like let his folks know that that he had passed, but people were already talking about it like on the internet so i don't know how that happens um but then it, it became this like it, it was just a very strange of like you know obviously some folks you know not very positive messages it wasn't like a oh man you know recipes you know love respects to your family like you know you know you know so like my condolences it was like fuck that Beep, 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 beep. and he wasn't anyway and i bet you he died penniless in this like all you know and, and all you know some you know some um, i'm gonna do more of a basic uh interpretation like oh man you know well kev samples was trying to hold us to hold the brothers down uh, uh and and some you know less strident you know on any on any position but it was all just strange and and it was it, to me it's one of those like what are your real values moments as a person Right. And there's some things where it's better, like, you know what? I don't have to say anything. Right. Like, I don't actually need to comment in a public way on the, on this man's whatever's happened here. Right. But, you know, you have these devices and you have these, these this, this, this form of interaction that we've established that, especially if you do it all the time, you, you, you feel compelled to say something on everything which I don't know if that's good or bad. I, I, I mostly think it's not good. I think it's, there's a space. You know, it's previous. bad, Dan. It's <laughs> bad. It's bad. It's bad. I'm listening. This is me speaking. It's bad. Y'all spend too much time giving your perspectives that are not well thought out, that are responses to conditions that you don't have full understanding of, and it is held in the commons as something to then be debated and talked about, and it's bad for human discourse. That is not to say, I know Twitter has been used in the Arab Spring and Facebook has been used in liberation movements all across the world. <laughs> but so I know that, but it's also the way most of y'all use it is bad. <laughs> Damn it. <Pops. laughs> yeah, man, I'm sick, man. <laughs> Listen, man, let me, let me say this about, about, his death, and again, very much like this. I'll, I'll make a broader statement about Kevin Samuels. Um, being somewhat familiar with who Kevin Samuels was um, prior to Kevin Samuels becoming popular, very similar to you about the value. I think what I have learned is the death of Kevin Samuels and what he did. His life and death says more about us than it said about him. Mm -hmm. I was reading an article this morning about media and it talked about how CNN for years was actually like a trusted place for news. Mm -hmm. But as news became more pigeonholed, 
CNN has been consistently in third place to Fox and MSNBC. And so Fox and MSNBC have been the places where people who have particular perspectives have gone to get their news. And they get their news through a slanted lens across the board all the time, mm -hmm. right? And they play to their customers and their higher rated shows than anyone on CNN ever would be, right? To me, when I first heard Kevin Samuels, he was more speaking to men. Now you can judge if you liked his statements, but his statements were to men. They weren't to women. They were about how if you wanted this kind of woman, you needed to be this kind of man. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in the mix, it went from him talking to men about how you show up to have a plan in order to get you a quote unquote high value woman. It went to him talking to women about how to get a high value man. It became like a shock jock. And everybody in their respective corners fed into it as a thing. So men who felt like all the other people who were talking to women were always talking to women in ways that were not supportive of men flocked to Kevin Samuels. Women who felt like there were other, the messages that were more um, life enhancing to women felt like he was like, you know, the devil incarnate, mm -hmm. right? Very much like these two different places, people receive news to reinforce the idea that they currently want to hear. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, whether people saying rest in piss or <laughs> rest, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, or people, you know, putting, uh, you know, angel wings on his back and talk about a real one just returned, right? right. <laughs> like, right. whatever, you, right. whatever yeah. your angle, whatever your angle on this, it more reflects how there is no, there, there aren't many places to have a dialogue that is not kind of turning the algorithm up on a thing that as it's pro something is probably anti something else. And I think it's unfortunate that, I mean, if he made the decision to do that because that's where the attention was, that's where the money was, that's where the thing was. I think that's unfortunate. And I've said that in the past, like, I think that's unfortunate that he took something that I think one could argue men could have thought about and turned it into like wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. right, um, right, right. But like how people who have responded to his death says so much more about where, like, like where we are, how we receive information, how we respond to those that give us information or yeah. not even information, frankly, give us ideas. Contest. Content, yes. Content, right. as they call the it. Gold, the, the golden goose of content, content, which doesn't mean, which doesn't mean <laughs> it has anything true about it or anything. It's just content. It's what's in the bottle. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's in the bottle. It's in the package. It's what's inside that foil wrapper when you open up. It's the content. And and it's the, the stressing part to this. So it's even, even as someone who's recording a podcast and has been recording a podcast and has been in a I guess now I would say at least, you know, 12 month deliberation on which way to go with how we run this, you know, next or to, to reinvigorate or to really get this to, to, to develop. You know, and I'm going to take us back in time. You know, we, we, we used to make music and um, at the time when we were making music, um, you know, for me as a person and still is when I think of doing something creative that I'm going to share with people and or ask people to return, you know, money <laughs> to me for, for partaking of it. I, I feel, I, I feel like it should be a certain thing that means something specifically to me and is reflective of you know, like who I am. 
and my values and that, and that that matters to me. It's not just content, right? It, it, it I mean, like, I mean, I, it has to have a, um, a perspective. I have to understand why it is, but like I, I did a scan and I've been doing an intentional scan of like podcasts and, and like podcasts run by black folks and other media entities um, and where all these different things fit and been trying to like intentionally make time to listen to like stuff I have not listened to. Um, and, and, and the landing play, the one thing that I, that's become very clear is all these different media apparatuses created this world where you can be super duper niche, but also you can be super duper like, wow, that's some wild stuff. You, that, that was an interesting perspective. You just, that was, that seemed a little rough. Right. And feel strident in that, like, you know, like even if this isn't totally how I feel, almost sort of like uh, <laughs> referencing back to George, George, uh, Judge Roberts, like I'm not totally like y'all know I'm like real conservative, y'all. Y'all know I get down, but maybe the angle we're going on this, maybe not the best angle or the or the mechanism, right? Like like that you still have a there's some sense of rule or like rules or guidelines like how you should engage. Fast forwarding back to the present time and creation, right? You had a. And, 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 and it, it bore out because, like I said, I did a little dive when when when, when the man kind of became this other entity. Like, oh, he had all these other videos, like, talking about cologne and, like, kind of like positive motivational kind of stuff. Again, not necessarily that you that you you believed it, but it, but within that kind of manosphere conversation about, like, which which is there's a real thing of, like, you know, folk, like, intentional kind of motivate, like, who how to be as a man conversation which i think is not a, a bad thing like i think there should be conversation about that um obviously i've, I've run a podcast exploring <laughs> that started with the intent of discussing like you know how to you know not my own experience of becoming a man but also what what you know what what are these what does this stuff mean um but no one um you know it, it didn't it, it, until it didn't, there was it didn't a, hit Right. I mean, let's just be real. It didn't it didn't hit. It was in the manosphere and he was talking these things and it was kind of like, OK, Kevin Samuels is talking about this. Then he struck upon something. He struck upon it. It hit. And then once he became people became more aware of that hitting the next thing, you know, then it, it, it changes. He responds to the change. And like I said, it said more about like. It's almost like a, a performer, an artist, and it's like, okay, they do music and they do this, but then the first time they say he went and got a gun, people are like, oh, he went and got a gun, and now they rap about guns. Right. And it's kind of like, they rap about guns because they got attention from rapping about guns when they didn't rap about guns, you didn't really want to hear it. It more reflected it, that you were okay, that the masses of people were okay hearing talking about guns than not, right? And so again, like I, to your point, um, that transition, was more of a reflection of the uh, of the Coliseum, right? Right, right, right. And and I, and, and I can, what the, yeah. oh no, what I was saying too is I think where I was going with the with the music reference was there's a place where you know we could be the people who we thought we were and or not just thought we were who we were making music about how we saw the world, or we could have said, well, you know what's really popping right now if we come out as like yeah, you know, we like a we 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 like get money and we 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 do this we do the street stuff like we could do the street thing we could we could we could have leaned into a a, a a a presentation of ourselves as some sort of specific position within what would have been a marketable archetype at the time in the late nineties as 
local toughs or you know we you know we do or, or like super duper not just like you know progressive conscious rap but like super revolutionary double down man you know look at our look at our bandanas and our you know we we you know whatever i don't know something that looks real super duper military you know militant like we could have been right. super militant not just like you know yeah man you know like like almost like like if people didn't know you they didn't know that at like at your house somebody said what time is it the answer was always nation time but <laughs> right like but like people that knew you knew that but like now you make sure everybody knew that all the time like that's how like you that you can't see me any other way right so the the pressure in, in human societies to, to fit into archetypes that are attached to power and excitement and particularly in our modern in our moment where being the contentious entity is is what gets people to pay attention and that we we continually fall for it Right. And, and 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 like people were saying, like y'all wasn't he was saying y'all wasn't listening to that when it was over there talking about, you know, pragmatic, you know, housing policy. But as soon as you start talking about, you know, what we really need to do is just put all them people in the ocean if they don't have, you know, this <laughs> like, you know, what I mean, like you wasn't paying attention then. Right. But as soon as they jumped out, we should turn tear down all houses that are bigger than this size and build this other thing. Like then you'd be like, yeah, like or no. Right. Like you'd be on one side or the other of it. And it's uh, it ain't it's not healthy for our society, like because 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 you know the, at least the Rajism all this is is like actually most stuff if we actually all sat in a meeting of the people that wanted to get something done would actually land on what's the best decision based on like you know facts and reason and logical access to resources and a reasonable plan of how to support that that entity or thing to be effective, but we act like that's not an option, right? Like CNN International, to my understanding, is still fairly the like editorially strong uh pretty consistent like consistent messaging you know you know as objective as these things can be in our society as it is like news source that you can mostly trust where the uscnn is a you know reality tv show almost like it ain't like just like the other news which is why i don't watch any of you guys news channels just so everybody's everybody's checking in case anybody's asking i don't watch none of that <laughs> you know what i'm saying but you know, I unfortunately you can't avoid, you know, Laura Ingram says something ridiculous on Fox News somewhere in one of my, you know, news, you know, apps that I do read or news, it'll be like Laura Ingram said something ridiculous again. Right. Uh, well, ridiculous to some people, poignant and sharp to others. Right. Uh, whoever is on MSNBC, I don't know who's on one since she be saying stuff. Well, I, don't know. I don't know who's Rachel on Maddow. Richard Maddow, uh, Joy Reid. Joy Reid, is that right? Joy Reid, yeah. Okay. Right. Um, you know, Mitch Maddow said this again, which was poignant. You know, surgical cuts on 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 a concept to some people, uh, more you know, wacky, left leaning, whatever to other people, and that in the middle of that, you know, we we have a whole commercial apparatus that says, yeah, lean into that, so we can sell more of my you know, cooking. we can sell blood thinners and and erectile dysfunction, <laughs> right. dysfunction uh, medication. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that's what it is. That that's the model that we're not honest about, right? That's the model. Watch the commercials that come on doing on both of those shows, right? Watch commercials that come on because at the end of the day, that tells you who people are paying other people to show their commercials during that time, and that's and that's what they have figured out what they want. You know, yeah. No, that's you know. I guess in, in closing on it, 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 it was a, it was a, it was a, you know, it, it best. It, the whole thing is makes me feel 
you know, it, it, it's just another stage, another step of like disappointment. It's like, damn, we could have, there could have been another way for all this to play out, you know, you know, again, you know, respects to that man and, and, and those that knew him, you know, and also if you ain't like what he had to say, that's cool. I ain't mad at you. I, he said some wild shit. He's <laughs> just like, fam, yo, yo, slow down, man. Like, you kind of do a little low key disrespectful over there. And it's actually kind of high key. Is that how they do it? How they say it? The high key, low key. Yeah, they say high key. Don't say low key. It was high key. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, again, yeah. that's why I said I'm always honest. Like, I think he had things that were interesting to think about. I don't think he said things that were true, right? right. <laughs> like, there's a difference. Right, right, right. Like, it was content, right? It was content that you could ruminate on. Yeah. It wasn't like a fact, yeah. right? So. But it's something you could take and, and figure out. But regardless, again, like in most things, how we see something has more to do with us than it has to do with that actual thing. Absolutely. absolutely. So you got time just not yeah, to yeah. touch this. One. So one other thing, and I yeah. think it's really, really, really important. Um, so this week, an indictment, a RICO indictment, and I guess uh, I guess a federal RICO indictment, I think a state level RICO, because Georgia has a RICO. It's a, it's a, it's a state. It was kind of a state RICO, but I thought it was the attorney general of like, Fulton County, so I think it's the state level drawn. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, that one thing about that is true. Like, I'm not really familiar with like it's a fate state RICO cases. Like, yeah, they, they're usually I, federal. Yeah, I, I think I think Georgia maybe one of the only states that has some sort of, or at least at least to my knowledge, I, I think. I think they're a bit of an outlier in having this kind of like state level, like gang related da 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 uh, construct. Um, well, not only, I mean, California has quite famous, you know, gang gang enhancements and all kinds of stuff. If um, which you know was a part of these advocacy, I was involved with here to, to prevent this state from going to that place. Um, but the uh, the use of basically your affiliations then as a way to, to attach more, but apparently it appears to function a lot the way the federal law, which is basically there's a set of crimes and we establish a structure under which we say all of y'all are part of this thing. So then everyone's accountable to what this thing is alleged to have done. And so within that um, young, young thug. Yes, sir. Thugger. Thugger and at least terms of people that the, the world might know because uh, there's a whole bunch. There's about 28, I think they said. Uh, in, in yeah, the- I mean, young, I think Thug, Young Thug and Gunner, obviously the two people out of YSL that um, people would know about. Though YSL had a really, frankly, sprawling mini empire of artists, managers, music, culture. Like, you know, I, I think. Many people could look at it and be like, oh, Young Thug and Gunner and push a P or they could hear a couple songs not really realizing how influential and powerful, frankly, what they were doing was and is in, in that area. Okay. Okay. So um, basically, these, these and, I, and I highlight this, that again, like folks who may not, like myself, who have not actually been physically in the city of Atlanta in over a decade and, and, and been looking forward to going down there. Um, just have not had the opportunity, but would know, you know, all of these individuals, which, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm not sure, you know, I'm sure some young, young men, young women, older men, older women, people um, have been indicted uh, on a set under a RICO type law in Georgia. Um, and basically 
also though there's the intent to use you know which is which is a, a problematic thing that is that you know, it's not actually just a thing of black music with hip-hop has actually been a consistent thing with whatever music black people were making throughout u.s history um using citing either citing the lyrics or that they make music of a certain type as a part of a character deficiency that points to their criminal activity um you know in this case i'm sure that the uh the legal folks involved are, are going to try to more poignantly point to lyrics themselves as evidence but it's actually the same same behavior from 100 years ago you know where if, you know you were a blues artist you were also considered to be somewhat of a uh, a disreputable person um in in, in the broader american side jazz, jazz was reefer madness absolutely absolutely you know what i'm saying so let's let's not lose the, the, the thread but yeah they they basically pulled all these folks in and indicted them um and you know those that uh you know may not have actually been involved personally in any you know of these crimes particularly i think it's two murder cases or three murder cases yeah and and uh, i don't know the other ones i've just seen that they it's it's a it's a wild um thing situation and uh, unfortunate situation and it, it begs the question like you know, I've listened to a couple conversations about it, you know, like, you know, this it's always been a tension, especially the last 20 years with with, with within hip hop of like this um attachment to the street life, depending on what you, you know, what your um music content is primarily about, you know, engagement with the street life and the gay and then the gray, <clears throat> the gray economy, um, which I mean is the all of the economy that is <laughs> encircled that we don't talk about in, in, <laughs> in modern media. We don't talk about the you know weapons distribution, drugs, um, sex trade, um, illicit sex trade, this is what you know, all of this is a gray economy. Uh, stolen goods, uh movement, you know, scamming, there's a whole economy counterfeit on eBay, right? Yeah, like which is all eBay. part of the great, which is all part of the great economy, but I think sometimes we don't discuss it because a lot of there's a lot more people who are involved in the gray economy from a certain angle, right? Right. right. Like some of some of what people would call reputable business people engage in the gray economy yeah. every day because it's become more normalized than, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, we as, as we, we have the living memory of the first federal RICO, big federal RICO application of RICO to what, what one would call criminal, quote unquote, criminal street gangs. Um, in the late 90s, um, where not just in many cities, um, basically, they built these big cases and took 50, 60 individuals off the street at the same time, um, using the leverage of the circumstance either to compel some people to talk about other people. I think I think this is a very intentional strategy, even going back to the dude 6 9 whose music I think I don't. I don't dig it all, but basically leveraging the person that has the most to lose to hope that they will say or do something that will implicate the other people. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Which, which I think is the strategy, right? Is you go, oh, well, young, you know, he got he got something to lose. If 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 uh they got something to lose, where some of these other people, I mean, I'm sure everybody got something to lose. Nobody wants to go be put away somewhere. If they right. It's called years to, of their lives. But yeah, you know I mean, but true, some of them have more money and more things to that will go away theoretically if they are if they spend multiple you know years in jail a decade in jail yeah so yeah i mean you know so my again i think one thing you brought up is a very salient point that there's a space where 
the streets and hip hop have become this like intertwined thing. What's that? What's that? Um, when Spider Man when he got the joint on him, um, the spawn. What's the like venom? Oh yeah, 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 venom. Mm-hmm. The symbiote. So it's almost like a yeah, it's almost like a venom kind of conversation with hip hop in the streets right now, right? Where it's like we have asserted that they're so intertwined, and that is a relatively new narrative for full full acceptance meaning yes the streets were always involved in hip-hop music in some way but it was usually in the back right 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 there was a manager or someone was aligned with something harry o out in death row uh some of the stuff that was going on in new york so yes the streets were always involved but the streets were not always involved in the beginning by the actual person who was doing the thing right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now we have this Venom-like thing where you can't disconnect it. And I think it's it's harming would-be artists. It's kind of like this other, it's it really a continuation of Kevin Samuels' conversation. Like, what if you could do something else, but you know that the way you do something else is to report this activity or be a part of this activity mm-hmm. that then will bring you fame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's the message that's picked up, right? That's the message that Jay, even though, Jay-Z has not been involved in anything criminal in some time, mm-hmm. right? Probably over 20 years, right? <laughs> At least. There still is the idea of the hustler who made it big, right? And then we have multiple forms of the hustler who made it big, which then reinforces the idea that unless you're doing a very niche kind of hip hop, you need to have come from this experience and you gain more credibility by being deeper involved in the streets. And I think at some point it becomes so difficult to, to, to disentangle that you get this thing. Like if one argues they've been investigated since 2014, right? Mm-hmm. You've been investigated for eight years, but they threw the book at y'all because something happened six months ago, mm-hmm. right? And you openly flaunt your affiliations, right? Because now in hip hop, there's this thing where at some juncture, it went from, yes, did you know that DJ Quick was a blood? Yeah. Did you know that MC8 was this? Yeah. Did you know that certain rappers and performers from the East Coast of Chicago or were involved with street organizations, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, you knew that. But now, like, people are openly, like, Snoop Dogg is an open Long Beach crip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So now street affiliations are open. And so it reinforces, oh, well, we can just keep our street affiliations. But it's really like this person can, but this person can't, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Snoop can keep his, but you can't keep yours, Jack. Because <laughs> if it's a case open, all y'all gonna have to start downplaying your affiliations. And so I think it's just a message that is really confusing to the entire infrastructure of this interplay between the streets of people who are really looking at music as a way maybe to change their lives, but still having to keep this look and perception in order to rake in these millions of dollars, which then now will be used to defend themselves. And the markets in the promoters and the record labels and the managers and all the infrastructure that's around it that benefits from it, we'll just move on to the next artist that's good. Right. Like they'll forget, like if Thug goes away, it's like when C Murder went away mm. or when BG been away, right? Everybody, we remember BG, we remember, you know, C Murder, we remember Turk, 
you remember these guys for who they were. And everybody can't come home and go to, you know, go to Belize and be shine, right? Like, right. <laughs> everybody, everybody don't get that opportunity. So it's like the, the apparatus will survive even though they're live, all these guys' lives are, are going to change, win, lose, or draw. Mm-hmm. Right? It's important to note that when, and obviously it's not new, the feds do a, 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 a fed case at Murder, Inc. almost 20 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. What we forget is that they actually beat the case. Yep. Right? Like they actually beat the case. But we also know that Irv Gotti has never, like Murder Inc. was never the same after yeah. they. So even if you beat a Fed case, which for those, depending on how, you know, <laughs> your relationship to this stuff is extremely difficult. Yeah. It damn it never happened. Yeah. It damn it never happens. Your life still was never the same, even if you beat the case. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and I think. The other part I wanted to talk about with this road is this its connection to what is happening broadly, meaning, you know, Atlanta, like many cities in America, has been going through a lot of challenges with street with like with crime, right? With things that are going on. And, you know, read the articles. Part of it was that the attorney general for Fulton County was kind of like enough's enough, right? Now, everyone talks about Atlanta being this place where it's Black excellence and all this stuff. But Black excellence is also a place where there's a whole bunch of crime. If you're in Atlanta, people would tell you you can't put nothing in your car. You got to be careful where your purse is, all this kind of stuff. So there's also a political component to this of, you know, this is one of the few times where this is a Black attorney general of a city with a Black mayor. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But this is some of the broader political context and contours that is being that is had. And so it's also important for us not to divorce the fact that this is happening. And there's a certain group of people. And not white who are like relieved that a case is coming to pass, thinking that it's going to make Atlanta safer, which would like we've already talked about. It's these not. things don't they don't make <laughs> these places safer unfortunately like you know let's just be real like they don't make them safer there are people who will arise and take the place of whoever was doing something prior right right so you do have an ecosystem problem you don't have a people problem right yeah and it's the and, and, I, and i think it's important you know to, to parse here like you know it, it, it is, i mean you know just for those folks that don't know, you know, RICO laws were originally created to try to target uh, organized crime, and particularly um, that uh, that would be associated with, uh, like, the Italian mafia or other, like, ethnic-based, you know, organized crime entities. But, you know, I'm pretty sure, if I remember history correctly, that it was, you know, the, the mafia, the mob as we know it, you know, the, 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 the Godfather movie-type <laughs> entity. Um, you know, was the original construct of, of RICO laws and the idea being that you prove there's a uh, a a, um, a coordinated network of, you know, implementing things and that all these people are culpable, um, which required, you know, just relates back to our original question, um, you know, the passing of laws to, to make our laws have the space to do that, because, you know, a lot of our laws are kind of like, well, do you know that they did it? Did they do it already? Did it happen? It didn't happen. They were planning to do it. Like you had to, you know, you had to pass something to make something that didn't happen happen 
what was going to happen because no one was trying to make it happen illegal to be trying to make it happen right conspiracy you know and all that um hope hope i hit all the right happens on that um the you know and then the application to of that concept to um you know street organizations in the late 90s you know like I said across the country um and like you know what led to situations where like people were already in cut like already in prison for something else and then they got like a new charge saying they was part of you know this other thing um and and again the the the, the strength of it is to compel folks to to talk the the the, the place of going is it, it's one of those things that becomes like you know, if anyone did something, they want that that was that, that they that wasn't right and exact. Like they need to deal with the sort of ramifications of their decisions, right? Like that's that's just square business. The the bigger thing of is how this will be framed and used in the broader context is going to be about you know evidence of proving some impact on crime and safety and da da da. That ain't really got nothing to do with the community who you, you talk about protecting supposedly right by who you supposedly like we get them on the street you know supposedly maybe their neighborhoods where these individuals come from will be safer but that is not actually gonna that's not actually it's the idea that something has gotten done um you know it, it's a very it's a tough situation um because you know the the, the, the long-term impact things that that reduce and make society safer is that people have the things that they need that you know having to prey upon the others around them is no longer a, a, a profitable, <laughs> quite frankly, endeavor. It's like, oh, actually, I, you know, mostly got my needs met. So I don't, I don't, I'm not, and I'm not also in some dire circumstance because, you know, if you've ever seen a car window, you got to be going through some things to decide I'm going to smash a car window to steal what looks like a, a iPhone charger or just in case there's still a phone attached to it. So, cause I saw the cord. So I'm going to smash the window and on the hopes that there's a phone in this car. Right. Like it ain't it's not a, a frivolous effort <laughs> to do that. Um, right. And, and even right. to do that in broad daylight. Right. Like it's not glamorous crime. Yeah. Like the people again, going back to my catalytic converter, like they're so good at this stuff. Like I've watched videos on it. like they can do they can they can chop your joint, your situation out your car in like under two minutes. So if someone goes under a car with a sawzall, which is like this a, a individually battery powered metal saw thing. And cut the cut the pipes and get out from underneath a car, right, and into another vehicle, more likely to leave. You know, this is a there's a lot of you know, and that's driven by, and just so everyone knows that that market is actually driven by the global value of of rubidium and a couple other rare earth elements that are in high quality, high levels, especially in Toyota Priuses and a few other cars. So the catalytic converters are in all cars, but there's certain cars that have a higher level. And because I think the value is like $31,000 per ounce or some particular pound or something, it's now profitable even to steal that little catalytic converter off your car. Global economics. It's not just about, you know, some, um, this, uh, what was, I'm trying, there's a word, they, uh, this desire this, uh, there's a, there's a negative word that usually is applied to people who do criminal stuff. I'm trying to remember. Disreputable. Disreputable. Maybe that's it. Uh, you know, scoundrel who just likes to steal. It's like, no, there's a global economy for this, which, you know, points to, you know, there's probably there's a, or, a larger organized, uh, you know, crime entity <laughs> that's involved in this work. Because how else would it be worth it for some random person? And, and who do you give it to for it to get somewhere else? Like if, if it's a global market for rubinium, at some point, someone has to get it on a tanker. Because <laughs> it's not exactly. going on an airplane. Exactly. Right. So, like, you know, we, when we're talking about 
like motivations, right? And 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 I'm saying it's the saying, and I'm not. I I I the there's been no slow in access to illicit substances, illicit sex work, um, and other and, and illicit stolen goods trafficking, to my knowledge, any time in the last 20, 30 years, despite the way these these uh you know different like legal tactics to um impact those things that are largely associate, you know, centered on uh, you know, quote unquote quote, quote criminal street gangs. Um and so it begs the question, not say that one doesn't do anything around engaging that reality, but also goes like, you know, um, there's a there's a good writer, one of the few things I actually enjoy on Twitter, who does um, his whole bag is, um, you know, basically looking at all the stuff that we don't spend any time doing law enforcement on, like wage theft, which is like in the hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, uh, other forms of like moving and hiding money that you're supposed to pay, avoiding regulatory, like all this stuff that's way more harmful to our you know air quality violations all this stuff that like kills way more people every year but we we just don't you know we don't spend time on it because that that we're not scared of that <laughs> like collectively we we write that into the equation right like we've written that into the equation for what's acceptable and what's normal yeah so and that's not to say that some things that are happening in the community are acceptable yeah no not at all but it's like, to say that there has been a broader understanding of what's acceptable versus some of the specifics on what's acceptable. And, you know, again, when that wraps up into here's what I'm going to do to market myself to make legal money, although I still have I may or may not still have ties to people. And that's the, the, the thing about the Rico. You just may have ties to that person. You might have been in the car. But guess what? If you get put in the case, it's your case. Right. Whatever that person did, you were, they say, in furtherance of. Right, right. I mean, and even at, at least at least what's been reported is like that the one shooting the vehicle that was driven may be a vehicle that, you know, uh, Young Thug had, had, had rented for the individuals that committed the crime. Right. Like, I mean, like, yo, y'all need a car for a couple of weeks, man. Let me get y'all a car. Like, y'all, my, you know, y'all, you know, down with the team or whatever, you know, they get, get, get your car, go. Like I ain't tell you that don't mean I told y'all to go do nothing to nobody. Like, <laughs> but within right. the context of this is you 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 furnished the vehicle that was you like, you know it, it's a very it's 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 the thing that again even we um I mean even in, in you know community work that in, in in not just community work clinical work you know direct service work that he's do, you know is you you have the thought sometimes like yeah i i gotta go reach out to one of my guys or go pick up this young man or check on his family and that somebody decide you know all it takes is one da to decide he don't like you and go like i think y'all were in on y'all supposed to be a service organization but i think maybe y'all was trying to help them in some way like that's a real thing that could happen to anybody that does intervention community you know outreach work like you, you, you going down where you know where the, where the, where the, those that are involved in certain things kick it, so you can engage them and see what's happening and check connect folks with services or you know whatever, and then somebody decide, nah, you in it with them. Like that's a real thing. <laughs> that if you do direct, you know, like people do credible mentor work, and they like out trying to like prevent you know escalation in, in the moments of violence where you know someone gets shot and the folks go out to go like talk to people and, and try to like you know hope to quell the issue where well, you can be implicated because you know 
some DA and, 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 and there's a public sentiment that feels that anybody that was at that meeting, we should punish them. And it'd be like, yo, he was he or she or they were there actually trying to, you know, do the community thing of preventing, you know, further escalation and, and, and mayhem and violence. And, you know, it's, it's a very, it, it's, it's a cooling effect, you know what I mean? On engagement and connection with people. And, and then and even just the idea that, like I said, you know, these people, and it was a good point. Uh, I was listening to, uh, I didn't know MC8 had a podcast with some others, and it was beautiful. I listened, it was great to hear MC8. And uh, I, I want to say that I don't remember, I'll I put links somewhere because it was actually a pretty fun conversation. But it was just like, you know, some people they know you, you know, and ain't no statutory limit on murder. Like, I might try to throw something in the bucket from years ago and be like, yeah, you was there, you knew them, or whatever. Like, you know, now that's likely not gonna happen, but it is something that other folks may not think about where folks are going to be like, wait a minute, you know, you just, we could just charge 37 people with something because they knew the person or was some way. With, with the hope that one of them who don't want to go to jail will talk about something that will imprison, that will incriminate other people that may or may not have happened. And the ball starts to rolling because of the conditions again, that we now find ourselves in in cities across America uh, in the perspective of intercommunity violence, which also obviously has been brought on by a set of factors, um, which I, I, I think personally, I think the social service community, I think the public safety, the public health community kind of wasn't ready for, right? Like just the expectations of what, you know, people being cooped up with me and then the resulting challenges, right? Mm-hmm. The shifting nature of who sells what and who does what based on, you know, kind of like here were the factors of what it meant here, but then now it's different. So here's what it means today. And like, how do we all respond to that? Um, you know, understandably, I think that's just been, that's caused a challenge. You have young people, just like schools, you know, people kind of uh, not so well hidden secrets, most schools are a lot today <laughs> because young people, even though they've, you know, maybe had one year, they had almost two years essentially not being in school. Yeah. And a year and a half, almost two years not being in school. So, you know, the social interactions of young people in schools are still a challenge. Right. I mean, so there are there are there are these impacts from the pandemic and the decisions that we made, although I'm not this is not to assert that the decisions are wrong, but it there are some impacts, you know. Um again, I think obviously in this conversation it becomes uh, either or either you know, free the guys, right? Or <laughs> thugger should have got out sooner. Like you know, again, we have these real either or conversations where the reality of it probably is a lot more complicated and difficult. Yeah. If we're if we're honest and then later we can all look at, you know, when Rolling Stone or GQ writes a, you know, at length, you know, a long, long read. Then we all gain more understanding. So my assertion would just be, you know, have more understanding today. It might be free to guys. Some of them guys might need to, you know, sit down for a second. Some (laughs) might need to take some seats. Some of the guys might need to take a a second. But at the same time, let's again. You know, YSL created an entire infrastructure of a lot of people who were able to feed their families legally through music. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't downplay the impact of that, because when a business shuts down, people don't work. 
Right. When a business shuts down, people whose families were being taken care of by one of these 60 people, now the family has to adjust. And in some of these situations, some of these men were the quote unquote, you know, main financial source of income. They were the main financial source of income, right? Which then stresses other people out. So sometimes we just take a case and go, all right, 40 dudes got locked up. No, that's that's 200, 300, 400 people who are affected. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that's not like a okay, it's only them 40. What what about their children? What about their significant others? What about their mothers? What about their business, their other business partners? What about they had homes, right? Like these are not small things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, that I think, you know, um just words and wise. It's like it's a lot of it, there's no I, I don't have no um you know, one place I land on this outside of just like it's a uh, how you say it's a, it's a dirty rotten stinking game, dirty rotten <laughs> stinking game, man. And um, you know, hopefully, you know, for all parties involved, that things land somewhere where those who you know, those who got something coming their way, deal with them ramifications, and those who you know maybe didn't make the best choices in other way, other ways, you know, find a way to, to get to a, a better place at the end, at the end point with all of this. And, um, but just something bad to watch. I mean, the more will be revealed obviously on this situation as it, as it progresses is just, um, just like, a, it's one of just like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Like I ain't even, yeah. Yeah. It's just disappointing. Just disappointing. So <sighs> that's the thread of today's disappointing. <laughs> disappointing. Dis- disappointing. So maybe next week we, we won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next week will be next week will be a little brighter. This right. week was disappointing. Disappointing. <laughs> so um with that, I mean unless you got anything else, I can say you know, we can wrap Nothing it up. for the good of the order, my brother. All right. So with that, I say peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Good Brothers. Thank you to my good brother I'm Majestic. Thank you to you for listening and joining us in this conversation. Good Brothers is a part of the Ash Oilhead Podcast. Want to support the podcast number one thing you can always do is share but also go rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast you can also become a patron on patreon by searching justice raji and uh, subscribe monthly and contribute something you know help me offset the cost of making sure we do this uh, more to come as we move into the summer and the spring of next year and all the seasons i know i keep saying that but it's the truth in any event um I have many, many things to share from my recent travels um, I'm looking forward to doing in the near future. But please, if you enjoy what you're listening to or if this is useful to you, you know, just keep on listening and uh, share it, you know, wide and far. Uh, so I appreciate you for listening and I'm going to I'm gonna cut out now. So peace.